welcome to Tokyo Inklings. This is episode, I believe, what is it, 44? And we are here live at the Tokyo Pen Show. So, lots of exciting stuff today. We're not going to do um, the usual reviews because we've just got too much uh, stuff to show. So, um, let's get at it. I mean, I think we can start off first by maybe introducing what we've bought um, at, the, at the show. Maybe I can go first. Uh, Jacob was really bad. He went to this secondhand store called Komehyo. It's this um, kind of like a reseller uh, store of um, secondhand goods. Yeah. And uh, he was really bad. He was looking at he was looking at some uh, custom urushis and and some like uh, was it an emperor? Lots of really nice pens there. And of course, he said, "Hey, look at these. These are pretty good prices." And I found a burgundy duet so got this for a pretty good price i wasn't gonna let it go but i don't know if i can go home tonight jacob because this was expensive <laughs> um other than that uh for myself i bought the yasaka from Liktop, and i think this is a really cool ink it's it's like this greenish ink with some shading and um and what i really like is they have this really nice box now and usually i'm not a fan of boxes but i just think that it's a really nice touch that they have these so for myself uh, these are the, the two products that I got. Jacob, did you get anything? Well, first of all, before I talk about what I got, I think it's important to understand that we have a press pass. So we walk around, well, we were walking around with a badge that says press. And people with a press pass, well, I'm not sure if there are any rules, but it's probably not supposed to go and buy things, <laughs> especially not as the first thing we do, right? So. Um, I didn't buy anything for the first three hours because I thought that was not the right thing to do. You were a bit more shameless, you were buying things uh, as soon as you arrived. So, I did buy one thing. Actually, I did buy two things. I also went to this Komehyo shop and I got a Pilot, which anniversary is this? Pilot 75th anniversary pen, which is kind of the predecessor to 845, I believe. Um, and I got it for a very good price. And you know what? Your, um, show the clip on the stream, maybe. The clip is very interesting because this is the okay. sword clip. And we'll have it in the show notes as yeah. well. But this sword clip is particularly interesting because what we saw in the later parts of, uh, of the production of sword clips is that they lack that detail on, um, on the front, on the top. Yeah. And this anniversary is, as far as I know, the only modern pilot that has this kind of detail on the sword clip. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Actually, I did get one more pen. And maybe, we, I mean, maybe we're jumping ahead now, but Kobayashi has, they have for a few years been selling capless decimal pens with um, uh, some, I'm not sure, if, it's probably not real Mamakie work, but this is also, we'll take better photos later, but this is a capless decimal with some Mamakie-like flowers for a surprisingly good price. And actually they're really good because um, they have these Mamakie ones every time they come over, so um, you won't find them on their online store, but uh, if you see them at a show, these are the kinds of pens that you'd be able to get from right. there. Which is, which is a great reason why to come to the show, actually, yes, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, that's actually the main reason why I bought it. I was also tempted to get that um, 
Hachimundia, then well, well, we'll talk more about it in a second, but that pen is probably going to be available on their online store eventually. These Kobayashi pens, I'll put it that way, um, is, is not something you can buy online, so that's why I got it. Yeah, and so I think these um, these pens that, that we personally got ourselves yeah. are kind of indicative of what we like <laughs> uh, as like a different taste. But at the show, there, there's really just a lot of very interesting stuff. Um, before we get into the, the products though, yeah. I want to talk a little bit about how this show has, has evolved and changed from last year. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll go first or do you want to go first? Yeah, you can go first. I think we probably have similar observations, yeah. but uh, go ahead. So I think the first thing that I noticed is that this year compared to last year, there's a lot more people. Yes. And I think it's almost at that 2019 level of people um, that, that I can see at least. Mm. But also, additionally, I see a lot more bigger names this year. So we have yeah. places like Staya, which never came. We have, um, we have Shosaikan, who, who never yeah. came. Um, you know, all these bigger names seem to be coming to the Tokyo Pen yeah. Show now. And for me, what it seems like is that this is getting to be more and more of a, let's say, what would traditionally be considered like a pen show, yeah. whereas the previous years were more inks and, and maybe yeah. general stationary focus. This year we see a lot of pens, and I think that's actually a great thing. Yeah, not only do you have more of these uh, big retailers, but you also have more retailers that are launching new products at the pen show this year. And we will talk more about the, the actual pens in a bit, I think, but I think that's going to be one of the trends. There weren't that many new products last year, I and mean, we spent a lot of time talking about a drill log for example and we just talked about paper there weren't that many new pens this year there have been a number of new uh, sailor pens and, and pilot pens and a lot of exclusives too i think yes. that's uh that's really why i think people want to come to these shows because they just got all these exclusives and yeah. even if um people don't purchase at the show i think it's a great way to advertise their mm. brand and their company so i really think it's a great thing that they're doing here yeah 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 all right, um, for me, I personally didn't have a lot of expectations coming to the show because I thought, you know, COVID and stuff like that. But actually the show is much even better than I expected. We talked a little bit about what mm. we were looking forward to in the last proper show. Mm. Um, but I think if I didn't come as part of the press crew, I would really want to come to the show just to at least see that those new products and, and really kind of enjoy mm. the atmosphere. I also got to catch up with Izumi. Um, you might know him online as Izumi underscore pens. And, and he showed me a lot of cool stuff, including some uh, King Cobras, which we might uh, mm. put on the show notes later. But all in all, I think come for the people, come for the product, and really come for the excitement of the whole thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, before coming to the show, there was this web page where you could see all the, all the vendors and so on. And based on that, I, yeah, I wasn't, to be honest, super excited because it wasn't immediately obvious to me that right. there's going to be a lot of new stuff. And also on this page, I think there's, there was like this one section on the page where each vendor could say what they were planning to bring to the show. And they're so bad at that. And there was nothing there. Yeah. There was nothing there. And it wasn't until the very last minute, I was said, the last two, three days, right. where, they, where many of these vendors announced on Instagram uh, or something to Twitter, but made the Instagram right. that, hey, we have a new yeah. product released actively. You didn't realize that this is going to be an interesting show right. until just before. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, all right, let, let's let's get right into it. Um, Jacob, did you buy the show ink this time? I did not buy the show ink. 
I also did not buy the shoink, but um, I recall that it's a nice tealish color, mm. um, which fits the theme because I think this year's is iceberg, right? Yeah, penguin so. park picnic party. I, I don't even know. What yeah, that I think means. they're having a, a picnic <laughs> at, at the iceberg. Yeah. So I think that was was pretty fitting. But I just have too many of those inks to to really buy. Yeah. But um, but this year what they did, which was very interesting, is they limited to one per person. Mm. Uh, whereas in the previous year you could kind of um, buy, you know, two or three. Mm. Uh, if you've really tried, but this year they're really um, pushing that QR code, um, that contactless kind of payment. I don't think it's super well done in terms of their contactless, um, but I think it's it's a good trend that they're going towards. You know, these contactless payments, so you don't have to bring a lot of cash yeah. over. And everybody here accepts credit cards now, so mm. that's uh, I guess a difference from what we might see from a traditional show where most I think older vendors would prefer like cash, right? Yeah, which is not, I think, only, like, if you talk about the Wagner, for example, right, some of them only take cash, which I think is not just about what they're used to, but there might be yeah. tax implications as well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, um, shall we get into the products? Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. So I think from the Western audience, I think most people follow Boongabox, and they really, really teased out a few products this mm. time. They teased out, first of all, their Supernova Rialo, and mm. we predicted that, well, it didn't predict, but we kind of hoped that they would come out with a Rialo last time, uh, last time in our recording. Well, we knew that there would be, what? We almost knew that there would be a bong box like tips pen, but right. we didn't know what it was going right. to look like. And and what we what we said was they did uh, they did a mini, they did a pro gear. Maybe this year they're going to do a mm. different model. So um, this is the Bung Box Supernova, and it comes in this little box here uh, with their their logo. I've already opened it for the sake of time. And once you open up the pen you'll see that it has this card which says Supernova. Now, I'm just gonna take this out. And it looks gray, but this is actually a transparent demo Rialo. Well, I would call it a Shishikura Rialo. Yeah, it, it kind of is, except it's missing that metal section, isn't it? But this Rialo has six different colors of glitter inside the Rialo, which is interesting because I heard from my source that Sailor didn't really want to make translucent Rialos anymore. So this pen surprised me and it's been very, very popular. They've made a hundred of these, all the zooms are sold out. And of course you see that nice little finial over there. And you can only, like, I don't know what the plan is long term if they don't sell out but at least initially you can only buy this at tips and you have to go to this website where you reserve them in advance and you can only pick them up at tips and, and right and it says explicitly that if you don't come to, to tips to pick up the pen we're going to cancel your order yeah. your order we are not going to ship it to you yeah but that system i i have to say the ticketing system was kind of confusing it was at very first. buggy it was very buggy. Uh, I wanted two zooms, but then, oh, and they also limited it only two per person. So yeah. I wanted two zooms, but I couldn't place the order unless I had an EF in my cart. So now I have a zoom and an EF. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's one more, uh, there's one, another new Bongbox product that I find interesting. I didn't bring it now. I, I, maybe not interesting enough to bring, but to show, but Bongbox just released, 
I think yesterday, three new pigmented inks. Yeah. What's curious about those is that they actually already have those colors before in their dye basing. So it's yeah. first love, there's music, and then I, I forget what the last one was. It's a, it's a yeah, red ink. Yeah, I think they call it like A-N or Yuyake. Yeah, Yuyake, I think. Sunset. Yeah, so, um, so all three are called like A-N. Etern yeah. Eternal like sunset, eternal like piano black, yeah. eternal pascoi. Right. And I, I found it pretty interesting, like... I would have expected them to make new colors instead of having like their original colors yeah. um, in a pigmented version. So I'm wondering if this means that they're going to have pigmented versions of their older colors and whether this is because they're trying to get in on this glass pen boom. Yeah. And one interesting thing is they, they say on the product page that the ink is made by Turner. In other words, same made by the Kakimori. same company as Kakimori, yes. Right. Yeah. Another interesting thing is, I think we've talked about this in the past, but even though I don't always, uh, I'm not always the biggest fan of Bongbox products, but I definitely recognize that Kaoru really knows what the is market, popular, yeah. right? I think it's very interesting that she decides to release pigmented inks. That, right. That's probably a sign yeah. of things to come. Yeah, so, so we'll see how they compete with Kakimori. The price is much more expensive it's than Kakimori. High, yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll see because they have that um, heel bottle ink. Uh, heel bottle ink bottle. Yeah, exactly. Right. It adds to the cost, yeah. Um, shall we talk about Toyoka? Yeah, so I'm not sure how we can show the right. pen tray without... So <laughs> Toyoka came up with, uh, with a product this year, actually partly because of Bunga Box. Because um, what happens in pen stores is that people want to test the pens and they want to see the pens. And when you have it on a pen tray, it's very easy to have the nib kind of stain mm. the pen tray itself, especially since these nice ones are made of suede leather. Yeah. So what they've done is they've designed this kind of a pen tray and here you have a part that comes off. But this part is a little bit higher I don't know if you can see that but it's a little bit higher than the rest of the tray so the idea is that um, can you show them a little bit more in this direction as well so the idea is that what you do is you put the the uncapped pen on this wooden part like so I'll show this on the twitch first and then I'll show it on Instagram and that way, it doesn't stain, or it's harder to to stain your your nice um, your nice suede leather. So I thought that that was a very very interesting design, and they have a pink color this time for the pen show as a pen show exclusive. And I asked uh, I asked um, I asked them, is there something that you'd like to say to your uh, foreign audiences or foreign fans? And they told me that actually, um, while they're made in Hamamatsu the wood is actually from the United States. Mm. And so they're kind of making a fusion of US uh, quality wood and Japanese craftsmanship put together and that kind of design element. Yeah, they, and they've done that in the past. Right? I mean, many of their, their trays are like that. What I found interesting, or what I didn't understand at first is why like, the name of this product is for professional. Right. And, and now you've explained what it is about. That for professional shops. Yeah, it's actually meant for, for retailers. But what surprised me a little bit um, was that when I saw the photos on Instagram, 
uh, they had the glass pens here and not the fountain pen rims, right? And which surprised me a bit because if you put a glass pen here where the glass nib is up a bit and it's going to start, the ink's going to like pour down, yeah. right? And I asked the guy about that and he said, yeah, it's not really made for glass pens. Yeah, I asked him exactly the same thing. He said that um, uh, with glass pens, it's easier to, to leak onto that suede. So yeah, yeah. it's really for fountain pens. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was it was a cool design. I, I'm glad they brought it to the show so that um, you know regular people like you and I maybe we have a lot of uh, pens inked up and then you know we yeah. just want to put something down. I think that's a that's a great uh, great thing. Um, next up, could we talk about Kobayashi? Let's do that. All right, so Kobayashi came out with a bunch of different things, but I really want to talk about the Strawberry Mini. And what we see actually at the show is that there have been a lot of um, shops that are coming out with Slim Minis right now. And this Slim Mini in particular is a, is a strawberry theme. And it has that uh, green finial here that you can see to represent kind of the strawberry stem right here. So why do you think there are so many Slim Minis coming out, especially at this show? In particular, I think there are like, them, Nagasawa, Liktop, all came out with slim minis this year. Yeah, that clearly seems to be the trend. I'm not so sure exactly why, but uh, I mean, when I came here earlier today, there were lo the longest lines were at Liktop, uh, Liktop table and uh, um, Hachimonja's thing. No, 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 sorry, Kobayashi's ones. And right. I think everyone was looking for this. Clearly, these are very popular. And yeah. what's interesting is that you said that these are the slim ones and not the fat minis, yeah. which might have something to do with the cost, might have something to do with mm -hmm. whoever is buying these. Yeah. I mean, these aren't cheap, right? They're like $320? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But now again, we have been conditioned to right. <laughs> accept these new prices. But yeah, in, in 2021. Right. These are the it, 2021 prices. Yes. They're acceptable this year. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, so, so Kobayashi uh, came out. Funnily enough, the kind of... Because um, these, I think, are very clearly targeted to a younger, more female audience with the colors that they have, you know, light pink, and light blue, powder blue. Um, for me, that's a, it's a specific audience. Yeah. But the company that we associate with making these kind of, you know, very pastel-y colors, Hachimondia, yeah. they didn't come out with a mini. They came out with a cactus. They, they came out the decimal. Kepler's decimal, right? Which is again interesting. And we have talked before about how Kepler's, sorry, how Pilot only uh, does these collaborations on major anniversaries. Right. And this is again a major anniversary. I think it's Hachimondia's seventh. Uh, was it seventh? No. They've been around a long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's one of their major anniversaries. And uh, right. Yeah, they've been around a lot, lot longer than I thought. Yeah, they, they've been around a lot longer than you and I have maybe combined. <laughs> yes, yes. Even though I'm old. Right. Yes. Um, yeah, so so those are the general stationary And those stores. two, those, so there's two models again. There's, there's, yeah, it's like whitish and pinkish, but yeah. they are like the... Uh, yeah. And, and, so and, and they're very popular. They're very, very popular. They're very popular. Long line. Very popular. So those are kind of the, the general big name stores yeah. um, that we have. Uh, lastly, maybe I want to show um, Shosaikan because Shosaikan came out, we, we discussed about this, this gathered um, pro gear that they did for their 20th anniversary. And I thought it was very, very expensive, but having seen the pen in real life, it's actually a very beautiful blue color. And I'm just going to show it on the stream here first. 
it's actually brighter than we see on their product photos mm. and then I'm gonna show it on Instagram here this pen is very very cool like the feeling the ridges it's it is a beautiful pen and gathered models are just not that not that common so I'm really glad that they they did this and of course this is the first time that they've been showing at the show yeah yeah but even more interesting um, we've talked a little bit about Toma pens in yes. the past do you want to talk a little bit about their Tomas well, so when I went to their table, I saw that they had two Toma pens, and I assumed that that Thomas just had dropped off some pens that they, they could sell. Um, but and I didn't realize until they showed me the the, the, the cap finial on the pen that these are actually Toma Shusaikan collaborations. These are made made to order, so they only have brought two of them now. But you can actually order from Shusaikan these custom Toma pens with Shusaikan finials. And they come in this heavy box. There's a wooden box inside, which I'm going to take out now. And these are actually made by Toyoka Craft, these boxes. I'm going to open it up, and it comes like this, comes like that. Now, this is really one of the first times that I'm handling a Toma. But, I mean, if you look at that finial, this is, this is beautiful. This is, um, this must be Eboya's Red Ripple. Uh, ebonite or, or maybe mm. it's modeled I think it's ripple but it might be modeled and they're both eyedroppers and you can see this is I think a triple B the pen I mean it's massive yes right this, this nib is massive and so is the feet uh, and the feet is really close to the the tipping more than I expected but everything is handmade on this pen and this is a Japanese eyedropper I I mean this might be one of the more beautiful Tomas that I've seen um, online or, or in real life well it's kind of restrained for a Toma we can say that I we can say that I love the finial though I think this finial yeah. this is Urushid on I believe and this pen I mean my god I'm, I'm quivering just holding the pen. This is an 18 karat gold Toma, um, Toma and uh, and Shosaikan um, collaboration. And so I asked um, Shosaikan as well if they wanted to say anything to their overseas fans, mm. and they said that um, while you can't purchase directly from overseas right now, if you come to Japan, you know, do visit the store because the store is like a museum. It, it's it's yeah. absolutely beautiful. It's probably one of the most beautiful shops in Japan, you know, bar none. And they have a lot of interesting stuff. They have a lot of stuff from, from the past, some Visconti, some, some Japanese stuff as well. So definitely for sure, please do visit the store if you come to Japan. But uh, so Tomawa isn't the only, isn't only penned by a Kubo disciple here, no. right? Yeah. So we also have uh, Furuta is here. This is Furuta, yeah, I think the name is yeah, Furuta. 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 Um, we, I think I at least missed, I, I, I didn't realize what Furuta was last year. I didn't realize until I saw Alessa's video. But Furuta is, uh, I think he said a retired like a GTI general or something like that. He looks like one. Yes. <laughs> and, and he is working with Kubo. He's actually helping Kubo make the nibs because there's some, there's some like heavy physical work that this 90-year-old Kubo right. can't really quite do right. anymore so, so they are working together on these nibs 
but in addition, uh, the Furuta guy, he is making his own, I mean, he's learning from Kubo, he's making his own nibs, he's making his own pens, he's making his own feeds. And he kind of uh, agreed to let us uh, show one of his pens. And this pen is very cool. Um, this is must be entirely handmade from ebonite. Yes, th th that's, the, that's the big thing here. So it is an ebonite pen, but it's like hand-carved ebonite. What do you think it looks like? Does it look like like vines? I think it's meant to look like some bamboo tree thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it's. I mean, there are a lot of these like bamboo style pens. I've never right. seen anything nearly as detailed right. as this. So this, this is a lot. This is very impressive handicraft. And the, the the nib on this one is, I think, this one is a size thirty. And if we can compare just with the Mont Blanc 146 size nib, yeah, right. Clearly, clearly this is a large nib. All right. Clearly, this is a what we would consider a 149 size eight nib. Yeah. However, they had a size 50. Yeah, they have even bigger ones. They have a few. Some of the Kubo made. Some of them are made by by, by Furuta. They also had only one Kubo three time music nib. Oh, I gotta go try that later then. So yeah, so this is these are very impressive. He hasn't set up any kind of online store yet. Yeah. I asked him about selling overseas and he said he wants to sell these pens overseas. And I, I asked him is there a way to do this right now? And he said there is an email address and we can put, <laughs> yeah we can put the email address in, in the show notes. Um, but he probably doesn't speak English. No, right? I specifically asked about that, and he said English emails are okay. Okay. Uh, this there's also a website here, so we'll put the details on yeah. the website. But yeah, he I mean, I've seen the website; doesn't have a lot of information. Right, right. <laughs> uh, but you can look again at last year's tips video by Alessa, which has more information about these pens. And they're absolutely beautiful, handmade pens. Right. And I mean these pens. I tried the nib on one of them. Yeah, it's very bouncy, very juicy. Yes, uh, and I think like just looking at the ebonite feed design as well. This is probably one of the most beautiful, like feed designs that I've seen in modern years. Um, and you know, this is this is just I think incredible work that they've done here. Yeah, absolutely. This is yeah, but he's not the only um, specialty maker here. I would say. Right. Um, I visited just now this Lawrence right. um, company and we talked a little bit about Lawrence last time mm. we we're like oh you know they're, they're coming I didn't know what was so interesting about this pen did you go to their, their table I only had a quick look um, I did a little bit I read up about them a little bit uh, before the show and one thing I, I realized is that so, so all of this pen had this like knurled design, yeah. right? And the Japanese word for knurl, for knurling is roretto. Yeah, loret. Yeah. <laughs> so they actually make um, uh, knobs on like audio systems for comes like Lexus for like um, for you know huge auto manufacturers, and so they wanted to they wanted to kind of make a product that is of their own brand. Yeah. And so that's why they branched out into stationery. Now, Jacob, what you probably don't know, you see this knurling here, the entire thing is a thread. That's very impressive. So, when you look at it, there is no threading that you can see because the knurling itself is a thread. And yes, 
the back end posts as a thread as well. The back end is posted as a thread. So these are very expensive. They're about $600, $700. And I asked them, do you sell overseas? And they said, not at this moment, but they would like to in the future. However, they do have PayPal. So you can actually, um, it's, it's not something that's impossible, but would mm. take some effort. So maybe we might see something like a Drillog type uh, Kickstarter from them in the future. So this seems to be a common story. You have these small makers, they want to, they want to sell overseas, but haven't quite figured out how to do that yet. Yeah, I think this is like one of the coolest pens that I've seen. Very smooth. It, it, it's, it's incredible that the neural, I mean, they're a yes. metal working company. I think this might beat out Drillog for coolness. The only problem I have with this pen is that it doesn't have knurling the only place where I want to have knurling. But they can do it. They can do it. Because um, I saw, because they, they sell both brush type and fountain pen types. Ah, yeah. And I saw that they had um, some knurling. And this, this pen uh, is equipped right now with a 14 karat Yolo nib. Yeah. So you can actually swap out any kind of nib you want over there. And they're still at the point, I think, where they're really trying to look for like feedback, right? Mm. So this this is an incredible pen. It has it has that awesome red little accent over there. If I didn't buy my Mont Blanc, I might have gotten this instead. This is this is incredible. This, so should we talk a bit about HH Works? Is this yeah. another one of those very small like bespoke pen makers and they make pens out of titanium. Not just you know a cap and a barrel. They make so this is the one that is very scary to uncap. I'm doing it right now. Okay. Yeah. So no, no, no. You're uncapping the the barrel. So <laughs> I, I have to say this pen when I tried to to uncap it just now. Yeah. It was a little less smooth than um, other. Okay. Um, I'm a bit afraid yeah. to do that. It was a little less smooth than uh, than the uh, than the Loritz, but however. This pen is incredible because even though it's a metal pen, the grip is quite good, right? Yes. And then and the nib is 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 custom made. They make also they make their own nibs of yep. the titanium. They make their own ebonite feeds as well. So this also seems to be another common story here that these small, super talented pen makers they make everything yeah. themselves. And look at that ebonite feed. I mean man, that is that is a beautiful ebonite feed right there. And um, I asked why titanium, and he said, "Well, we have we made gold nibs too." And he had he had some gold nibs, but he said gold is getting just too expensive, so yeah. that's why we're using titanium now. Um, and on top of that, this is a piston filler. This yes. is a disassemblable piston filler, which is why I was so scared when you were when yeah. you were trying to assemble it. Um, but maybe I'll just assemble it a little bit so everybody can see right here. You can actually disassemble it, and you can see here now it's a piston filler right there. Um, you can see the piston head now. Show it to the Instagram folks as well. That's very, very quite cool. And yeah. I've not seen a piston design like this. So mm. they're coming into the market with their own piston design as well, which is, in my opinion, fantastic. There was one interesting thing, another interesting thing about HH Works on that table. So the guy there had a sort of an assistant. That assistant happened to be Kanesaki-san. Oh. Yeah. Okay. That that is interesting <laughs> indeed. And 
you can see this is a older style um, kind of piston filler where there's a blind cap here as well. So I think if this were a if this had an ink window, oof, wallets would be broken. Yeah, that one is, is very impressive. I forgot to ask if, if it's possible to buy these overseas. Yeah, but for sure these are these but, are pretty crazy. Yeah, but we will leave leave links in the show notes to all of these. Yeah, you can find them. Do you have anything else? Um, if you have any other show topics, then let, let, let's let's do that. Um, I mean, we were talking a little bit about you know we, we talked a little bit about the general stationery stores. Yeah. Talked about these like specialty mm. um, shops, these like smaller makers. I want to talk a little bit about paper. In the years past, there were a lot of paper um, retailers mm. at the show. This year, I think there is a distinctly less number yeah. of paper retailers. And I know Kamiteria, they withdrew from the show, yeah. right? Uh, so Kamiteria withdrew from the show. I don't see Yamamoto here either. The Yamamoto is here, uh, Kobeha okay. is here, and also, no, there are, I think four of them, the, the Watanabe, okay, yeah. and then the Swammer one more, that sells yeah. Noe Gray paper. And I saw that they had um, a COC 70, 78, I think, mm. which was um, a bit zarazara, mm. uh, a little bit kind of textured. I, I actually like that um, material, but they, I think it, it came in these paper pads that weren't useful for me, but um, it is interesting to see like that balance shifting, mm. right, in terms of the paper. Um, so did you have a chance to talk to Yamamoto yet? Yeah, one thing I asked him was, um, why? What I don't really understand is why is Cosme Air Light so much more popular than B7 Tranex? Right. I, um, and did you ask him? Yeah, I did ask him. Um, <laughs> basically, he didn't, he didn't really understand that, that, that either <laughs> because because B7 Tranex has a little bit more texture, maybe that is, but B7 Tranex is whiter, right? And usually yeah. these fountain. We found the pen people when we try ink. We like white paper to show off the right, right, right. ink characteristics. So, yeah, not, not quite uh, sure about that. He has all kinds of uh, paper uh, for sale, of course, right, uh, in all kinds of sizes. So I think I'll, I'll go back in a bit and, and buy some uh, tetra fields. Absolutely. All right. Um, so for on the product side, I think that's really what we have for you for the show today. I think it'll be interesting. Um, I think you want to have one more topic, right? I have one more topic. Okay. Before that, um, I'd like everybody, if you want to ask any live questions, just put them in the chat and, uh, and we'll answer them after our last topic. So put your questions in the chat right now and then we'll, we'll try to go and answer what questions you all have. So is it time for my topic? It is time for your topic. So I've been keeping a secret from you, CY. That's very bad. You're a very bad boy. What I have here is a sample of Sansen Tomoe River. Bad boy indeed. Um, it actually called, or the, the name they want me to use right now is Tomoe River Successor or Tomoe River uh, Kokehin. Okay. That might not be the final name. It sounds like they're going to have a new name for it then. So, it's still TBD as far as I understand. Um, by the way, I, I can't say, <laughs> I'm not allowed to say when and how and where I got this. 
Um, but I will say that I was told that this, uh, for sure, I have expressed permission to show this um, here today, and I was told that the name right now is Tomer River Successor. I was also, I was also allowed to do some tests. I have been testing this paper with uh, on all kinds of chroma shading inks, uh, difficult inks, pigmented inks, kakimori inks, with uh, zoom nibs, uh, with coarse nibs, with footy nibs, with architects, and uh, it's good. Let, let, let me let me see that there because you're you're not a Tomoe River fan. Okay, so I'm feeling so, this right so, now. So so here's the thing. It handles paper better than new Tomo River. If you look at it handles ink better. Inks better than new Tomo the new Tomo River. So this Kakimori ink is is something that new Tomo River just cannot handle well. You get bleed through and feathering with new Tomo River. See the back. The Sunsen paper again Tomo River's successor handles this ink without problem. All of these inks and all the chroma shading inks they look absolutely beautiful on this new paper it has even less show through it has less show through than old Tomo River it does indeed yes now one thing I would say is you don't you don't notice it immediately when you touch it it but, feels different but when you write with it, it it's slightly more textured and I think if you look at it close up with say like a macro lens or loop you might see a little bit of jagged edges, which is one of the things that is said that New Tomo River has as well. But again, that is very subtle. I don't right. think people are going to say, you know, we can't use this because, you know, right. with my two, with my macro lens, I can see a slightly right. jagged edge, right? Can I try it? Go ahead, try it, yes. All right, so this is live reaction um, of CY testing Tomoe River successor. Let's see, so I'm using a stack nib here. Um, cross point so new all right so I, I would say this paper takes ink like a champion it's less smooth than the older exactly one. yeah it's got a little bit yeah. more texture it, it, it's less smooth than the older one so if you're using like EEF or like Saibitogis or like needlepoints, you're definitely going to notice it. If you're using like smoother broad nibs, then you're probably not going to notice as as much. But yeah, I tried all of these chroma shading inks and they looked beautiful on this paper. Yeah, you need a need a um, need to get me some of this paper. <laughs> So, so I'm not sure what I'm allowed to do yet, but I also asked for permission to do a blog post about this. So this weekend, hopefully, I'm going to do more thorough tests. I'm going to take these close-up shots in bright studio light, and I'm going to do a blog yeah. post with Maybe we can uh, show off the sound a bit. It has the, 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 the crinkliness. Right. All right, so um, that sound that we hear now is, uh, is kicking us out. <laughs> yes. So we've got to go, but um, before we do that, let's see if we got any questions. Um, all right, machined. Yes, the previous um, pens, I think the Loritz and the H works. These are machined indeed. 
and Lorets in particular, I asked them what they wanted to say to their uh, overseas customer. And really, they just want to show the potential of Japanese manufacturing. So there's there's a common thread yeah, in yeah. like Japanese handiwork and manufacturing there. It is a pen, but also a puzzle. <laughs> yes. I'm curious about the jazzy music. Is it like getting ready for Christmas? Um, I think most of the uh, pen show themes have been Christmassy related. Uh, last year it was like a, a Christmas carol. So obviously that's a, that's a Christmas um, theme. So this year, yeah, I think it, it's generally like Christmassy theme, but it's not explicitly tied to Christmas. Tomoe River Secret Edition, successor. Sounds like a trilogy. <laughs> the sound of this paper seems amazing. Crinkle's even better. How's the ghosting? How's the ghosting? So again, there's less ghosting. There's less show through uh, on this paper than Old Tomoe River. So we have piece of leathercraft. She says, Jacob has a particular set of skills. <laughs> he will find paper and find more paper. <laughs> I have too much paper. All right. And uh, Drillog, did Drillog try to make its second splash at the event? Yes, Drillog is here. Um, I didn't personally go visit their, their store. They finished their Kickstarter, so I think they have some of the Kickstarter yeah. um, bodies. But yeah, I haven't really looked into Drillog itself. Mm. All right. Um, if that's all the questions that we have, I think that's uh, that's been the show, right? That's been the show, and we, we need to start for packing up. Right. So it's been a shorter show this time, uh, but I think it's, it's pretty much on par with what we did yeah. last time as well. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, last word for me is really um, come here. Uh, come to the show next year. I think they're going to announce the, the dates for next year. Either they've already announced or, or very soon. But I think more and more this has become a destination for fountain pen and stationary lovers. It is. And it's very more dangerous for your wallet than it's ever been. Yeah. All right. Um, with that, uh, my name is CY. You can find me on my website at tokyostationpens.com on Instagram and uh, and tiktok at tokyo station pens and on twitter at tokyo station mnh and my name is jacob i'm a food fan on instagram and on twitter and have a blog soon soon with a tomo river post foodafan.com all right and uh, that's for the show thanks a lot bye bye bye, -bye.